0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host, Cam, and it is PFB on a Tuesday night for those of you listening on the stream. Date of recording on this guy is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. We are so glad you're here with us. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, then it is at least... Friday, April 30th, (laughs) at least, (laughs) at the the earliest. Um, Wow. So welcome in. Welcome in. We got a little bit of a different um, cadence of shows this week. So that is due to the fact that we had the Oscars on Sunday night. And so if you listened on Monday, then you heard our reactions to the Oscars um, from Sunday. And then if you listen to the podcast tomorrow, Wednesday, the 28th, you will hear our... Uh, Spilled Popcorn Review and Analysis of the Season Finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which we haven't even recorded yet. So we're doing things in crazy order. We're getting all wacky this week, but I like it. I like it. Keeps us on our toes, right, Kirk?
1: Definitely, definitely. It definitely keeps me on my toes because I'm a man of routine. And so um, when we do the podcast, I have to stay flexible because life happens. Gotta shake it up. Gotta get ready. That's right. Mm.
0: So... Because we're shaking things up and we did not have our normal What's Poppin' Monday episode, we are not doing What's Poppin' today. So, Oscars post-show was your What's Poppin'. That's the big news, okay? But we are reviewing a brand new film called Mortal Kombat. Mortal
1: Kombat.
0: That's right. We're talking Mortal Kombat, another video game movie. I think 2021 is going to be the year of the video game movie. I think we got a lot of... A lot of good video game movies coming out. Well, whether they're good or not remains to be seen, but we've got some big-name properties. Um, you know, Between 2021, 2022, the video game movies are coming back in a big way, and uh, we're kicking it off this year with Mortal Kombat, so we're going to get into that. And then um, our game master, Kirk, is back. He's back. He has awoken from his slumber. We haven't really had time for games lately, and Kirk was getting sad. I could, I could feel it yes i could feel that his chi was off a little bit mm-hmm. and so he said i've got a mystery game and i said say no more because it wouldn't be a mystery if he said anymore so i had that's to right. just i had to just let it go but i can't wait to see what you got for us kirk
1: oh yes uh, i love how i gave it to you one minute before broadcast time i said I, yeah that's
0: what, that's how i like it
1: just i said cam uh tonight there's a game you're like what I'm Like, yeah there's a game you're like you have a game i do and here it comes. Not right now, but at the end of the episode here. So, see to me stay the tuned.
0: the best creative fusion happens when you are not prepared for things. You just have you just have to go. You just close your eyes and run full full speed ahead. I think that's the way to do it.
1: <laughs> that's right. You are you are completely improving it. You have no idea what you are in for. It's just pure chaos.
0: Pure. Unlike chaos. unlike. The Glen Close Twerkathon on Sunday night, which was definitely not improv and was that definitely is scripted. And I will fist fight anyone who wants to argue otherwise. I am convinced of it. I'm convinced. Have, you
1: seen, have you seen the articles surrounding it, Mr. Cam? No. Oh, yes. There are articles already out. I, I scoped them. I should have sent them to you. Yeah. But she knew the game was coming, Yeah. Uh, that Lil Ray Howard was going to host it. She knew the questions that were going to be asked. Of course. She actually had enough time that she researched the butt the dance, the song, the whole thing. Well, the obviously whole she
0: like res- recited this whole thing about this go-go band and Washington yes.
1: DC. Like why would Glenn Close have that in her head? That makes no sense. And then she said she even watched the music video and that part was not decided on. She said, but she decided in the moment that she was going to do the dance, which she did. So it was one hundred percent scripted. It's just that she improv briefly in it, so it's all all a lie. Hollywood is all a lie. It's all a lie.
0: We already knew that, but it's even more of a lie than we already knew. So, there you and
1: go. that's okay. That's okay that Hollywood is a lie. But it is. It is do okay. better. Do better, Glenn Close. Uh, just
0: make I it thought, a more believable lie. That's what yeah. I want. I want to not know. I want to. I want to be blissfully unaware.
1: Had she not known like all those facts, you know, known them, I know. you know, she should
0: have just. She should have slowed played it. She. She did a decent I mean she's a good actor. She she she, she sold it okay but it was just it got to overkill with the facts and I was like this is a bunch of baloney. This is because a bunch of
1: baloney. No one knows that specific of facts about songs from that era. Like that's crazy. That's crazy knowledge. No. So anyways, uh I'm well, I'm here to tell you and here to put your heart at ease cam that Glenn Close spilled the popcorn that she was scripted last night.
0: Scripted. She caught herself in 4K. It's <laughs> okay. Um, well, th- we still love you, Glenn Close. I, I mean, I still do. Uh, I'm still okay yeah. with it. Um, but I hate the Oscars because mm-hmm. even though the movie selection this year was awesome and I was glad that we got the movies that we did, the, the show for the millionth time was awful. The show yes. was just awful. It was just boring, and they had no fun. There was no fun. So None. Bring the fun back to the Oscars. That's the campaign for next year. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, okay. Like I said, we've got a movie to review We've got a game to play, so we'd better get going. Here's the thing. For those of you guys that are new to the program or, or coming back to us after a while, we are so glad you're here. Just a reminder, we do spoiler-full reviews. Spoiler-full. No longer spoiler-free movie podcast. We are spoiler-full. So if you are trying to stay away from the spoilers on Mortal Kombat, I'm going to have to kindly ask that you... Leave and then come back to us after you watch it. And this movie is available to stream on HBO Max for the next month. So go get it if you have that subscription, or go be a patron at your local movie house. They would be thrilled to have you. I know they would be. They would. Um, okay, so let's talk Mortal Kombat. It's my week to synops. And here's a question: If I just sang the Mortal Kombat theme song, I feel like that would be better than me synopsing the movie. Correct. I'll I'll allow it. I'll do both okay, <clears throat> Mortal Kombat. okay. Was, what were you doing you were like not even on the beat
1: I was I was drum I'm, I was drumming
0: that was my moment Kirk and you stole it it's okay. <laughs> I'm I forgive sorry. you. I forgive you. You were trying your best. I was trying. But that's to my it. I I love the Mortal Kombat theme song. I wish it would have been in this movie a little bit more. They did play it for those there's one spoiler for you right there. They do play the Mortal Kombat theme song. They give it a little They give it a little cinema flair. Um but this movie Mortal Kombat based on the one of the most popular video game franchises of all time, Mortal Kombat with a K, not with a C. Um, basically the story here is that Centuries ago, there was a feud between um, Sub Zero and Hanzo Hayashi, mm-hmm. and uh, who ends up becoming Scorpion. And they, the bloodline of Hanzo, who gets killed by Sub Zero in the past, continues on in this new character named Cole. And there is this tournament that happens every so often to fight for, you know to rule over the earth realm earth has lost the last few times if they lose again they're outie the outer world gets to take over and so the outer world is like we got to win this thing and there's this prophecy coming that you know the bloodline of hanzo is going to rise up and fight the outer world and win and so it's time for the mortal combat tournament and so all these fighters are figuring out that they're like the chosen one for the you know the Chosen Ones, I suppose, for this Mortal Kombat tournament. And they are gathering and learning about all this new information and getting their powers and getting ready to go. That's basically it.
1: That's beautiful. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's our story. And from there, there's lots of fighting. There's lots of blood. There are people getting sliced in half. There are people getting uh, laser beams shot through the center of their stomach all the way through. Um, there's people getting their arms frozen and broken off. It's just, yes, it's, it's Mortal Kombat is what it is. It's Mortal Kombat. So, um, let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. We're going to start with superlatives. I'm going to kick us off with, and the Oscar goes to having just had the Oscars. My Oscar tonight is going to an actor by the name of McCod Brooks, who played uh-huh. Jax. He played Jax. um, And Jax is an ex-Special Forces agent who is one of the chosen people for this tournament. He has a battle early on in the movie with Sub-Zero that leads to him getting his arms frozen and busted off and uh, basically kicked into a pit, Mm -hmm. and he survives that, and he gets these awesome robot arms and just tears stuff up. So um, did you ever,
1: before we go further, did you ever play Mortal Kombat, Kirk? I did. I not like uh, like all the time, just uh, as is, you know, when I when I was um, uh, finishing up the Lion King and Aladdin, I'd hop over to uh, Mortal Kombat for a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I was sounds like we were in the same era of Mortal Kombat. I didn't like continue. I'm still I still play video games, but like Mortal Kombat is not a franchise that I've stuck with. Mm -hmm. It's one that I remember from when I was younger. So I was glad that they went with some some familiar characters here like Sonya and Liu Kang and um, Kano and you know, there were, there were some familiar characters, but Jax yeah. being one of them. And I thought that, uh, Makad Brooks who played Jax just, he didn't have a ton of dialogue, but he, he brought a presence that was desperately needed in this movie of just like the dialogue, the, the written dialogue in this movie was not very good. Um, mm-hmm. and so he just kept it minim- kept it minimalistic. didn't over didn't over deliver his lines. He just kept it really low key. There there was obviously some improv going on with him, where he was kind of just like taking what what the point was that he had to get across and and making it a more natural transition. You could really feel that, um, and I thought that his. You know, he's not been in many big movies, but he felt like the savvy veteran actor that I like who kind of glues the production. I often pick these people for best actor, people who take something that's maybe not a great situation or not great uh, screenplay or something like that, and they work with it, and they yeah. they make it something. And I thought that Macad um, Brooks, our, our jacks, I thought he 100% did that. So he, he gets my Oscar tonight.
1: That is a beautiful choice, Mr. Mister McCod, He was in uh, True Blood. I, I watched the first couple of seasons That's of that when right. it first eggs, came out. He right? was eggs, yeah, and he he was pretty awesome. He's just like a suave dude. He's really cool. Uh, my Oscar, I don't know that people will enjoy my choices, uh, and after my Oscar uh, choices that I had, that my picks, I'm just curious about my entire scope, my entire compass of movies. I don't get it You're anymore. You're questioning yourself. <laughs> So I'm in this spiral of oh my gosh I'm wrong I'm wrong I'm wrong I'm wrong. But don't lose your confidence. Just go. Hopefully this this just this just gets me back on track. Um, this one this movie is you know not like this isn't going to be in the Oscars 2022 uh, you know ceremony. But I have to say that the actor that won it for me was someone who was also very committed with terrible dialogue. His name is Josh Lawson who played Kano, ladies and gentlemen, in Mortal Kombat. This guy. Out the gate, like uh, talk about commitment through and through. He's an Australian native actor and he he just speaks his native tongue, uh, his native accent. And he just like goes crazy th- through every aspect of this. Um, he is definitely the comic relief. He is definitely the kind of the grotesque uh you know uh, anti-hero in this and then he becomes literally the villain and then comes back and i don't know the full scope or story of kano in the video game but dude if i was playing the video game right now i would pick kano because there are (laughs) moments in this movie i talk a lot about physicality on, on this show and there are moments in this where he legitimately looks like he's hovering in mortal kombat like in a very rigid uh, Military esque way as as uh, it appears to be his costume. Like there's one that. specific moment near uh, right right at his introduction where he where a bunch of like crazy demon things. Uh, it's like the invisible dragon thing that that yeah, pops the, up.
0: The siloth, right?
1: the siloth. Yeah, when they fight that, and there's this like low angle camera that you get on him, and you see him in his stance, and it's like holy cow that he is he is a video game character 100%. Yeah, he's holding the still beating heart and he's like Kano wins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is
0: like the most money thing in the whole movie for sure.
1: Yes. And I just I just got to give it up to him. I I hope that we see him in more. He's got like 100 credits on IMDb. It's kind of nuts uh, just from different TV shows and Australian-based shows and I really hope that while this movie is not like the best of the best movies, I hope that he gets some recognition in some more films because got to hand it to him. He was great.
0: Yeah, I I like the new blood that we got in this movie. There were a lot of uh, actors that I haven't got to see before, um, you know, working their magic. And uh, it's good to see that. I like to see a new cast. I, I like to see some new players on the scene. So that was good. Um Josh Lawson's getting my scene stealer. So yes. moving into scene stealer, Kano, he's my scene stealer. Here's, here's something funny. Uh, I moved into the house that I'm currently in uh, during COVID. And shortly after, my neighbors, who I had kind of gotten acquainted with, socially distanced, they moved and somebody else moved in. And the only thing, I, because it's COVID, I haven't really gotten to like chat up my new neighbor. But her dog's name is Kano. And I'm like... She's gotta be a Mortal Kombat fan. Wow. I mean, has to. Has to. At first I thought it was Kato, and then I was like, that could be a number of different things. That could be like Green Hornet. That could I mean that's a that's a common ish name. Mm-hmm. But then once it was Kano, I was like hold on now <laughs> so I just I just visualize my neighbor playing Mortal Kombat and that's probably like not even accurate it's probably something totally different but
1: we we should get like a backyard um like a giant screen and get a video game system back there and you just like play it so she can see it be like wait a second right Kano. What's I want so the verification we can,
0: we can build some build some bonds there yeah that's right that's it. right I'll let you know if there's an update I'll let you know if I can confirm that the dog is named after Kano but anyway Kano was my scene stealer Josh Lawson I thought he was great for all the same reasons that you said I thought that uh you know for a movie that is as crazy violent fighting as it was it really needed some energy and and Josh Lawson brought it he he brought all of it I mean I think there was a huge burden on his shoulders and he carried it really well I thought he was the right man for the job and uh he was screaming in most of his scenes which again brought brought the energy level up and uh I don't know he had a good character arc probably the best in the whole movie and uh I I liked it his dialogue was better than everybody else's they gave him lots of fun lines to say and they they kind of like let him be absurd and crazy and maybe he was improving some of that stuff whatever the situation he was a much necessary character in this movie to give it some life and uh i was glad he was around for the ride so that's my scene stealer josh lawson
1: beautiful 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 he's a beautiful man i will have to say that my scene stealer goes to hiroyuki sanada who plays okay. hanzo slash scorpion yeah this guy has been on my radar for quite some time. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a film called uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, and that's when he caught my attention. That's, that's the first first introduction I've seen him in. And this man is just a martial arts genius. And on top of that, he really is a fantastic actor. He he has he has all these different uh, tricks up his sleeve, all these different tools uh, in his hat that he pulls out and. Every time I see him, he's just a little bit different uh, because you could easily play the martial arts hand every time if if you are a martial arts expert and you are a martial arts film uh, actor no he actually takes the time to really consider what's happening in his role and that's something that's very different from the scope of of other martial arts movies where he's very very nuanced uh very careful very intentional about what he's going for so uh, i really enjoyed every performance that i see of him and uh, super happy that he was in this uh, in this role and i hope to see him in mortal kombat 2 which i can only imagine they're going to make I hope they do.
0: Well, they tease it pretty heavily. <laughs> they, I mean, they 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 tease it pretty pretty heavily there at the end. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, was there a post credits scene?
1: Oh no, I didn't check.
0: I don't know that there was because I waited till like I waited through the mid credits, which I thought is where they would put it, and then I was like, eh, I'm tired. <laughs> <And> I shut <laughs> it off. So I don't know. I need to. I maybe I'll Google that real quick while we talk here, but. Okay, so we've given out our acting superlatives. Let's move over to the production side of the movie. Let's talk about what this movie did well and what it didn't do so well. But let's start on the good note. Let's go with Showstopper. My showstopper here specifically is the fatalities. Finish him. You know, I I <laughs> wanted to see that. That is the best part of any Mortal Kombat game, the grotesque, gory violence of the fatalities. They were true to the game. And and I thought that, you know, I went into this movie and I, I try my hardest not to make preconceptions about movies. That's why I chose not to watch the first seven minutes whenever they released it. I just wanted clear mind. I never read any reviews, I never read anything. I just go into it blind. And I have to admit that I was going in totally expecting to give this movie a showstopper on visual effects because. In the trailer, it looked so good, and there are certainly parts of the visual effects that were really good. But it was inconsistent. There were times where things looked bad. I thought the lizard, the invisible lizard guy, looked awful. I thought mm-hmm. Liu Kang's uh, fire dragon thing looked awful. You know, this movie had a really high bar to clear in terms of visual effects. They were trying to do all kinds of things: laser beams out of people's eyes, people, you know, Sonya Blade being able to shoot like blasts out of her hands, like. There was a lot. There were some characters that were fully CGI'd. There was a lady with bat wings. Like, there's a lot going on. But it was clear that, like, some things were really well baked and other things were not. And so I can't give it to visual effects, but I have to say that the fatalities themselves, people being sawed in half on uh, um, Kung Lao's, like, hat thing that was spinning in the ground, and, um, you know, uh what's her face the girl with the teeth who like has a snake mouth i can't remember getting blasted and having like the core of her stomach blown out and all you can Mm -hmm. see is her spine like that stuff is what i came for and it was money and they (laughs) they did a good job i mean that's what mortal kombat is to me it's those crazy scenes and they did a really good job and it felt like the video game so that's my showstopper
1: that's fantastic. Um, you're right. The the visual effects were hit or miss. There was one critical like scene with the shield where they like encase themselves uh, to protect themselves. Yeah, against like the, the electric darkboards. shield. Yeah, I like it looked terrible. I'm like, it did didn't you try? Did you run out of money on this scene? <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense. Uh, and then it, it was uh, very prevalent for the, uh, for like six more shots. Dude, but like, like
0: the sub zero ice effect. Was that's cash. where the money
1: was. That's where the money was. Yeah, I mean, that's what long. the trailer
0: showed. So I was like, "Wow, that is great."
1: Yeah, um, they they didn't mess around on that. There's so many good visual effects. It's kind of shocking to see what what got missed, uh, what, or what didn't get enough attention. Uh, I got to go very plain and simple as well. The just the the combat, the 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 fact that we have real real actors who can actually fight each other um a lot let's let's take it back to like iron fist in the the first season on netflix where you had this actor who was of game of thrones fame but He didn't really know how to do martial arts combat, um, martial arts, let alone martial arts, martial arts, stage combat. So you had all these actors who were invested in this and they've probably grown up with this and have mastered this skill. So to see them get to put into effect all of these moves and specifically all the moves you remember by hitting those specific uh, game codes like that's pretty cool. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty special to see that come to life. Like you knew what was uh, specific for the screen. And then you saw the intentionality of the camera and the director and the actor, when it was going to be an actual move from the, from the game. And that was pretty cool to see. Um, I wish I knew more of the moves specifically. I could just, I could identify when they were happening. Um, but I couldn't tell you like what the, what the actual swing, kick, swift flip somersault was, you know, I can't do that unfortunately today, but since uh, stage combat, uh, on this, all the fight scenes, fight choreography wins it for me.
0: Yeah. It, I, I thought all of the hand to hand combat to your point was really good. I thought it was great. And it was only sometimes when the special effects got involved that it sort of took you out of it. Um, But the actual when they were like coming to blows and and if there were characters that were just kind of like strictly hand-to-hand type Characters those scenes were always top-notch. I thought Um, So it's a good call. Let's move over to the other side of the coin and director shoes Which are what's which is like the big thing or things we would change about the film For me where this movie really struggles um, is Pacing I think the pacings all over the place, which is not something I expected. I, I you I don't know. I expect a movie like this to throw caution to the wind and just lean heavily on fight sequences and kind of blow off the plot. But they spent a lot of time trying to make this plot work, and the plot just wouldn't work. I thought the opening sequence was wrong. (laughs) You know, I just thought that that wasn't the way you start the movie. I think it would have worked better if we started with a more grounded scene where it's like, Maybe this new character who I kind of hated, Cole. Like, I don't know why they even introduced this character. It was kind of pointless, but I won't get into that. But like, maybe start with him and his story. And then, like, when he meets Sonya Blade, then have her do like a voiceover narrative thing over the Hanzo Sub Zero fight. Because that part was confusing. It was a little too lore heavy. It, it went on for far too long and kind of took me out of it right at the beginning. Yep. And then from there, it just. It just had no flow. It didn't have any feel to it. It felt like the editor didn't really know What kind of movie they were trying to make and they were just kind of thinking like here's a good chunk. Here's a good chunk, but it wasn't It didn't flow as a consistent movie and so it, it accelerates and then it slows way Down and it stays slowed down for a long time and then it's like big and then it's I don't know it was crazy And it made it really hard to stay locked in and focused on this movie And I would rather see them just go hard the other way and, you know, at the expense of the plot, just go crazy fast and high speed because that's what people are coming to this movie to see. They want to see the fighting. They want to see the action. And if the plot loses out because of that, people are going to go, eh, it's a video game movie. That's what I came to expect. And a fighting video game movie, no less. So um, I, I think there was some, it needed a few more passes on the edit for sure
1: excellent excellent well well said i would have to say uh my biggest frustration with this movie was the score uh because there were moments that were that were part of these slower moments that you talked about but the music was like the some of the biggest swells like it was the most dramatic thing happening and they were literally just talking about like yeah yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back Back home. I think I'm going to quit this thing because look at my arms, you know? Like, that's not like a huge moment. It's a somber moment. And the music was so loud and that I was like, what is happening? What are we doing in the background here, guys? Uh, so uh, throughout the stakes of each scene were very misaligned with the music and then you even get to the big fight scenes at the end and you think uh that that you think that it can't grow you can't build anymore and then they drop it down because they can't go anywhere and then they build it back up even like in the middle of a fight scene i'm like stop stop what are you guys doing this needed to be paced uh more correctly so i i have to say that whoever did the the score i'm a little upset with them for this movie (laughs)
0: yeah also like not too much incorporation of the iconic Mortal Kombat theme I mean if right. that's Your audience you gotta you gotta play your Hits man and they they finally do It in the scene between Scorpion and Sub-Zero which was the best scene in the movie and Right partially because they Brought in the music and, and they built it up Right and it was a it was Really well done from an animate like from A special visual effects standpoint Etc but, yeah, the music, I mean, it's it, it all goes with that, that flow. There there just wasn't. There wasn't a feel. There wasn't a consistency. It just felt um, – it just meandered. It meandered around and, and didn't really know who it was. As a movie, it just kind of didn't have an identity, so that that hurts it. Um, good call. Usually I'm the one who picks the music, Kirk. I, I kudos. Know. Bonus points there. Love it. Thank you. Um, all right, let's move into final thoughts and score. Let's uh, move into the final round, if you will. Uh <laughs> Wow, that was so bad. I like I hate myself because I thought about that like 5 minutes ago and I thought that's really dumb and, and I still did it. Like I have no filter. And I actually I do have a filter but it failed. It just like it identified the threat and then was like, eh, "Oh, know. see
1: see I loved it. I actually
0: loved it." So, <laughs> thank you Kirk. That's what I need. Actually, that's what I don't need. You're encouraging it. Um but let's do overall thoughts and scores. Um I feel like I've been nice cam a lot recently. I feel like I've been kind of nice, uh, and I don't really know why. There could be a number of factors for that. Uh, I haven't been overly nice, let's be clear. I don't regret any of my scores. But this movie did nothing for me, so I, I got nothing nice to say about this movie. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I just thought the plot was overly confusing and not constructed well. The acting performances, I thought, were rough. Rough, 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 and I think that you know it, it, that's always a that's always a two way street, you know, because the writing has to be good, and the writing wasn't great either. Um, there wasn't enough fighting; I didn't feel like, and the fight sequences were weirdly spaced and uh, weird lengths, like they were really weird lengths of time. Um, so. This movie just lacked feel. It lacked flow. Uh, I thought it had a few really good moments. I thought most of the time that Sub Zero was on the screen, that it was good. The ice visual effects were good. The fight sequences were usually good, um, and obviously, like the Hanzo uh, Scorpion slash Sub Zero situation was the best part of the whole movie. But overall, it's not enough to salvage it. And I thought that this new they do this a lot of times in video game movies. For some reason, they like introduce this new character as the protagonist because they know that some people are going to come in not knowing anything about it. And they're like, well, let's throw them a bone. This character just felt totally out of place in this movie. He was not well-developed. He was not, his storyline wasn't great. They like, We're supposed to care about him and his family, but they don't really make us care about him and his family. It's just very shallow and and not well-developed. And so I was like, why are we even doing this? Why can't we just make somebody else the main character? Um, So it it was a failed narrative device, and and it it kind of blew the movie. A lot of things did. So for me, it's a 3.7 out of 10. I'm not going higher. Um, You know, I think you could easily walk into this movie and just be like, I'm going to scroll my phone during the talking and watch the fighting and I'll be happy or eat my popcorn or go to the bathroom during the talking and watch during the fighting. And that's, that's all fine and well, but for me it misses the mark in multiple places. So it's a 3.7 out of 10.
1: I think that's a respectable number. I do. I do. This movie is uh, just meant for the kicks and the punches. It really is. That being said, I will say we should do a ranking uh sometime of all the video game movies i'd like to pull them together
0: definitely we're getting close to having quite a good slate i think we probably already do but i like i like want to wait for uncharted maybe when uncharted comes out we
1: can mm, do a, there we a go ranking. there we go this
0: movie was so Good.
1: It made me, it made me yawn the whole time. It really did. It it also put me to sleep. I actually, um, I did not fall asleep entirely, but I do not remember the last like two minutes of this movie. Um, even though I know I was actively awake, it's a little forgettable. Uh, a lot of this movie is forgettable. Um, you just remember the big highlight moments, the big punches, the big, uh, the big, uh, the big visual effects that were that were effective. Uh I had a hard time with the main character as well, this Cole guy, because, and he ended up having his superpower was basically the black Panther suit where he absorbed energy yeah. and then he could kick it back out. And his suit looked like Aquaman's suit. Like what what were they doing? It here? looks
0: bad, man. It looked like he was wearing like sweatpants with it. I don't know what was going on. It there.
1: did. It really did. It, it, it really fell apart at the end. But that being said, I also feel like <laughs> it's as crazy as it is. I felt like this was one of the best, video game movies i've seen like it didn't have good connections um it didn't have a great uh, a great left hook or anything but at the same time i could follow it all the way through i didn't have to really have any background or had to have played mortal kombat for 10 hours before coming into this movie and maybe it's because that's what mortal kombat is there's a big fight you have people fighting you're just trying to get through it trying to win so maybe that's what it has going for it but uh, although I don't think it was great, it was it was honestly better than uh, what's what's some other uh, video game movies that we've seen recently that were terrible. no, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sonic for sure.
0: Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean that Assassin's plenty. Creed
1: movies Prince, like Prince this of Persia far uh, better, far better, far yeah. better. This, this just made way Doom more Raider. sense. And I feel like uh, this movie is going to get a lot of traction later on uh, because it's better than the first one that came out in the '90s for sure, like through and through. uh, Low bar to clear there,
0: but yes,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes, yes. So I'm going to give Mortal Kombat a four point two out of ten.
0: There it is. Well, that's that's Mortal Kombat. I think. Um, So so we we teased it. So we have to talk about it at the the very last scene of the movie. They sort of set up a sequel because we see our new character Cole who's like a boxer he is like a boxer who just like goes in and gets paid money to get the crap beaten out of him at a lo- at a local gym and he's going and cleaning out his locker because he's found a new purpose in life and he's supposed to go out and find new fighters for Mortal Kombat and he's like you know the, the his name in the credits is just referee <laughs> he comes up and he's like he's like, Hey, uh, you, you're finally quitting. He's like, yeah, I got it. I got to go to Hollywood and they show a poster on the wall and it's Johnny Cage. And so I'm like, that's cool. Like if you're, if you're a mortal Kombat fan, that's, that's a really uh, a decent moment for you. But like, it felt to me like they couldn't decide who were, who they were making this movie for. Was it for the, the hardcore fans, which in my opinion it should have been, or was it for mass appeal? And that's always kind of the, that's always the scale that you have to balance and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not an easy one to balance. So I give them some credit for that, but it fell a little flat in my opinion.
1: For sure. For sure. There are early reports. What's the name of that character again? Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage. There are early reports, uh, early petitions that people want Ryan Reynolds to play Mr. Johnny Cage.
0: I mean, we want every, we want Ryan Reynolds to play everybody. That's what, right. <laughs> that's what everybody wants. I mean, that's like always the fan casting of everything. He would have been, like, I think probably because that Kano character was sort of reminiscent of Deadpool in some ways. Like, sure. In the the way that he spoke and things like that. So, I don't know. Um, it wouldn't be a bad casting. I'm not saying that. I'm just like, it's not the most thoughtful casting. No, no. <laughs> it's a little lazy, but that's okay. That's okay. It is Mortal Kombat. All right. That's our review of Mortal Kombat. If you guys checked out Mortal Kombat, let us know your thoughts. As always, we have a Discord server. I will throw the link at the bottom here. Um, It's in the description. So go to the description and click the link on our Discord server. And that is if you're listening in podcast form or on the stream. And we can chat about it. We have a a channel in there called Spoiler Alert where we can talk about new movies and let the spoilers fly. Um, People know to kind of like avert their eyes you know if if they're they're not caught up on things so um come chat with us in discord it'll be a good time uh interested to get some different points of view on this movie because i like i said it's it's always interpretive and i i think that um you know if you were expecting it to be awful it might be really good in your opinion i had no expectations i was like pretty even keeled and i thought it was bad so who knows it it you know Perception is reality. So let us know what you think about Mortal Kombat. All right, Kirk, talk to me, brother. What, okay. what are we doing? What is this game?
1: Well, before we begin this game, I have a, I have one thing to share. Um, okay. I feel terrible. Earlier on, I did start drumming during your Mortal Kombat music sing, singing. Yes. And okay. I feel like it's only fair for you to end the review going into our game for you to sing again and I will keep my hands
0: no I don't want to sing again I, in like, my pocket honestly, it no go bad. ahead no no, no I, no, do I it. really do it. don't I
1: really don't stop do it I'm not going to my hands will stay in my pockets
0: no it's okay I really Come don't on. want to I don't want to sing the song I don't want to sing the song I already got to sing it and I was good with it okay I'm not mad can it's you okay.
1: edit out my audio for no. that later if in post oh
0: I cannot <laughs> and that's okay um, I think it's better that way because it would be hard to edit because then there's me yelling at you, which I shouldn't have done. It's going to yeah. be okay. It's going to be you okay. You could
1: take out my, my audio, but then still <laughs> just leave the yelling Steve, and the,
0: like, leave the yelling and people will be like, wow, this guy is a huge jerk. <laughs> um, no, all seriousness.
1: We're good. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I but mean, if you do it again, so
0: I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> can I play some music under this game? Is I would love allowed? it. Okay, yes, here please. We here we go. Should yes, I start please. it now? Right now? Now.
1: Oh, I hear it. Here it comes. Get those drums. Uh, 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 uh. All right, what do we got? This game is called Mortal Movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. That is. That was a very thoughtful n- name of this game.
1: L- lay it on me. What do we got? Mortal Movies. Okay, so Mortal Kombat, the original came out in, I believe, 1995. That's correct mid 90s so i went ahead and i pulled up a bunch of 90s movies and we're gonna have them go toe to toe so what Ooh. i'm gonna do it's gonna be one movie one 90s movie versus another's 90 movie and you have to tell me who's gonna win and what's their uppercut
0: okay i like it
1: this is mortal movies you ready cam i was born ready for this we're gonna kick it off with forest gump versus jurassic park Ooh, who's gonna win this fight? And what is the uppercut? The uppercut. Jurassic Park wins the fight.
0: Um, it's a it's a timeless classic. Mortal I mean not Mortal Kombat. Forrest Gump is an incredible movie. Uh, you know, deserves all the accolades and to be shown on TV a thousand times a day because it is such a great movie but the uppercut for Jurassic Park is how it withstands the test of time I mean the visual effects because they use puppets and like real practical effects that movie holds up and it, there's just something so magical about that movie it, it, it's in a league of its own so it's it's Jurassic
1: Park for me I like how you said a league of its own because Tom Hanks was in a league of its own and also and he just lost. So I would also (laughs) say Jurassic Park. I would also say, man, man, that movie is timeless. People a hundred years from now are going to be watching that and being like, holy cow, how did they do this? So that was my softball. Now it's going to get trickier. You ready? Yeah. It's going to get really hard, really, really hard. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Next one up. The Truman Show. Ooh, One of my all time faves versus Edward Scissorhands.
0: It's Truman Show for me, man. Woo! It's Truman Show. And, and the uppercut is Jim Carrey giving an, an impeccable performance in the prime of his career. A performance that is absolutely unforgivable like unforgettable. And one that just sticks with you right in your right in your soul. Like deeper than your soul, in your gut. You just it lives with you. It lives there now. That's that's the that's the flawless victory right there. It's uh yeah. it's Jim Carrey.
1: I love it. I love it. I talk about the Truman Show practically every episode or every I was going to say, I think
0: you've mentioned it a few times.
1: <laughs> uh, pretty much because I believe that that was, um, I believe I am Truman, living the Truman Show life. And yeah. I believe everyone around me, including you, Cam, are in on it. And I can't trust you fully, but I'm just going to try to walk through this life. You got because- me. Because I'm also scared of water and uh, I lost my dad when I was a baby, when I was on a, no, I didn't. But In
0: a a boating accident? Yeah.
1: In in a crazy storm boating accident. No, it has to be Truman Show. Um, I want to hear people, this was a tough one because I randomly kind of like threw these together without looking who was against who, and I could see a very clear fight for Edward Scissorhands. So if you would pick Edward Scissorhands versus Truman Show, I want to know.
0: Listen, Edward Scissorhands is a great movie and there are lots of Edward Scissorhands people out there. And I, I, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, But no, not this (laughs)
1: time. It's a piece of art. It's it's just a masterpiece, The Truman Show. Next up, this is a tricky one. You ready for this? It is Pulp Fiction and Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh.
0: I gotta go mrs doubtfire because Woo! because it has childhood significance that's what gives it the upper hand pulp fiction couldn't have childhood childhood significance because i wasn't allowed to watch it so it has to be mrs doubtfire which i love and and robin williams is incredible and for me the uppercut is the scene where he smashes his face in the pie and has in the the clumps of the whipped cream are dropping in the coffee just a masterclass from Mr. Robin Williams. That scene among many are what puts it over the top.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I got to go Pulp Fiction on this one. I got mm. to. I got to. I just love Mr. Tarantino. I didn't understand this movie when I first watched it when I was like 11, and I, I did watch it too young. And now I've watched it like four or five, six times, and just it gets deeper and deeper for me every time. It's the true. left hook, of course, has to be the Travolta and Uma Thurman dance in the diner, man. It just it just gets me. It's just so so magical and movie so magic. iconic. Movie magic. Movie magic. Yes. Yes. How about one more? How about one more? Let's go. This one one this is this is for the ladies out here i hope you've seen both of these i imagine you have ready yes. she's all that Ooh, and never been kissed
0: Ooh, i thought it was gonna be clueless <laughs> i was i was like i was ready for clueless um yeah so i grew up with two older sisters i am no stranger to the 90s rom-com genre at all i i'm very highly familiar with it This is a toughie. This is a toughie. I think I gotta go never been kissed. That's the one that really sticks in my memory. That's the one. I feel like I could still recite scenes from that movie and it's been, you know, probably 15 years since I've seen a single scene of it. But yeah, going never been kissed. It's a classic.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I would also side with Never Been Kissed. There's something a little bit more, um, has more staying power with that. Not mm-hmm. that Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook have, have anything. Uh, I mean, they owned the 90s. They really right. do. We're not
0: going to speak any ill in their direction.
1: No, no, no. They they owned every 90s movie. But I got to say, Drew Barrymore, uh, pretty fantastic, pretty fantastic. Never Been Dude, Kissed.
0: when Drew Barrymore, you know, that ever after... You know she was in some real bangers back then, and mm-hmm. she was just she was crushing it. You just can't. Charlie's you can't Angels. Touch it. Yeah, I know. You just can't touch it. It's, it's too good. Um, all right, that's Mortal Movies. Thanks, Kurt.
1: Mortal Kirk. Movies.
0: Flawless Victory. Love it. Good times. Thank you so much for that game. Those were some toughies. I want to hear what. Maybe we should uh, let's. Maybe we spread out a few social posts with those and, and see yep. how people fare. Just throw up the movie titles and be like, listen. Don't think about which one's better. Don't think about what, just think in your soul, in your heart of hearts. You know, it's almost like word association. If I throw these two movies out there, what's the one that first comes to mind? What's the one that sticks with you? I love it. I think that's a, I think that's a great way to go about it. Really, you really get to know yourself through that exercise. You know,
1: it's true. It's true.
0: Absolutely. Okay. That's our show real quick. We just had, we had a review and then a game. We're out of here. We're out. Um, Some programming notes. I am going on vacation this week. So this episode of the podcast will drop on Friday. Like I said, we've got spilled popcorn dropping on Wednesday next week's podcast. I don't know what the future holds there. Maybe I'll do some best of stuff. Maybe we'll just keep you guys up to date on, uh, social and you know, we'll stay in contact that way. I don't know, but we will let you know as soon as that is finalized. So just stay frosty, stick with us there. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We have been seeing the support lately and really, really loving it. Um, We're so happy with the new format. We get to engage with you guys more. We get to have more episodes, talk about more stuff. It's just, it's a win-win. If you guys have any comments, questions, anything, you can get us on Discord. You can get us on social media. We're available. Um, And don't forget to swing back and check out our Oscars coverage because it was a from an award perspective, a really interesting year. And we we broke it down in, in some depth earlier this week on the pod. So go and check that out. But that that's all we got for you. We're going to get on out of here. Thank you guys again so much for listening. As always, we have to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as our original music, which is by a little band called Rhetoric. Check those guys on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. We'll catch you guys later.
1: Talk to you then.